Welcome to the Team Viking Muscle Podcast with me, Jordan Messenger, also known as Mess. I'm an online physique specialist and transformation coach. Yeah, there we are. We're off. Okay. So, we're actually going live on Facebook as well tonight. So, if anyone's got any questions, we can fire them across about fitness, uh, nutrition, bodybuilding, a bit of anything, really. Yeah, How you been? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah? Another week in lockdown. So, yeah, it'd be good if uh, people could let us know on Facebook how you're getting on. That'd be good. Throw some questions out there. What you're dealing with and how you're coping with what's going on. I think I've lost track of what day it is, which period we're in. Uh, Second week, I think. Yeah, we're, we're about halfway through now, aren't we? Yeah. So, should be reviewed... Second December, December, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many rumours about going. Um, are we going to go into the next highest tier up to Christmas? Have a few days off and then go back into a high tier. I, I think, areas like us. I think we're we're lucky enough where I don't think we'll go into a, a top tier or highest tier. No. Um, I do think a lot of regions like Liverpool, Manchester, London, Birmingham, Dense all population. all of like that lot, yeah, yeah. they will definitely go into some form of higher tier. Um, I think the question more on people's mind is is will we end up in another lockdown on the other side of Christmas? Yes. I I, I can't remember which yeah. radio station I heard it on, um, but they were stating that they don't even want grandparents to mix with grandchildren. On Christmas Day. I think this is a really, really tough time of year to go through all this kind of stuff. Anyway, Christmas is stressful. Oh, yeah. Um, unless you're under 10 years old, it's, it's great. <laughs> but, so to have this also thrown out, and some of my clients that I've spoke to over the last couple of weeks, when I was, sorry, it was a week, when they said they announced the five-day thing over Christmas where people can mix and mingle, mm. a lot of people said, why? Well, We'd rather not do it and not go into a lockdown than risk five days of f- fun, as, it, as much as you can have yeah. in a situation, and then go into a lockdown for a month. Do you think if they just kept the rules going as, as they are, all the way through to the other side of Christmas, do you think people would actually listen to them on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, that period of time where traditionally, so to speak, we do engage with family a lot more than normal? Unfortunately, um, I don't. So either way, we're, we're kind of going to be in that situation regardless. Yeah, yeah there's a, it's either we're having permission to do it or just doing it anyway. A lot of people are tired, fed up, um, feeling low. They need, they need some light. They need the whole thing about the vaccination thing and what people think about that. There's so many polls out there, different polls from different places and uh, news, Reuters, all sorts, Sky News, CNN. 54% of the people that have been asked don't want it. Well, I think a lot of people know that it's been rushed. Yeah. Uh, Is it going to be a bodged job? And, and especially with um, the knowledge that the owner of Pfizer, or the, the CEO, he withdrew 60% of his stock straight after the announcement of the vaccine. Why on earth would you do that? If you're onto a winner, you don't take away your, your stakes there. Not majority share anyway. No. You might re- remove 10% here and there and sell them off, make more money. 60%, however, that's a majority share gone. Hmm. That's, that's heavy on such a, a big 
um, historical announcement. It, it is a big point for science and yeah, this, yeah. and we've created so say an effective vaccine within a a year, less than a year. Yeah, almost yeah. Which is normally a ten year process. Trials, testing, stuff like that. Is there anything on Facebook? Uh, not yet. We've got two people watching. Hello, let us know who you are. Uh, if you've got any questions about anything at the moment that's going on, but if you can relate it back to fitness, that'd be great. Because <laughs> we, we want to cheer people up. We want to have, a, have fun. We want to be able to put smiles on people's face. For example, I was having a cold shower earlier and we had window killers come around to the place on... It must have been yesterday. And I shower outdoors in the garden. It's tapped to the mains. It's ice cold. I actually filmed it earlier. And I couldn't find a soap because he'd moved it off my little wash station where I have it. So it's very hard to have a proper shower without soap. Yeah. Especially when it's freezing cold water. <laughs> and it's only like eight or nine degrees. Yep, and you're spending a little bit more time there fishing for your soap that's not actually there. Yeah, that was really <laughs> pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I went, right, next time. I so, still take my hat off to you. I, do, I would not want to do a cold shower. I've had a couple out of necessity when mains aren't working mm. or things like that. and Nope. But it's the benefits. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I completely understand mm. the benefits. Yeah. And I'm beginning to think that my body might need something like that. However, I'm still not going to do it. It's just, it really does. I, mean, I keep talking about it. And I've actually set it up on Facebook and I think I've done it on Instagram. People, not like a, a full-on challenge, but just people just to actually try it. 30 seconds. Every time you have a shower, just whack it as cold as possible and stay there for 30 seconds. That's all it is. Try and do that for a week. Mm. And then build up, build up, build up, like I did. And the longest I've been is six minutes now. Cool. Six minutes, and it was minus, there was frost on the ground. I was walking out, and you could hear it crunching. <laughs> and I'm going there. I was in there for six minutes, and my heart rate, so I wear heart monitors and stuff like that. Um, that's another story, another podcast. And it went down to 43 beats. 43? 43 beats. I mean, if I did that, my testicles would give my lungs a cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> I I I uh, have been considering. <laughs> you like that one. So, so, when you are actually visually impaired, when people give you such imagery, it's very hard to shake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's going to stick with you for a while as well. It is. Next yeah. time you get in a nice show, I think of that. Testicles, fucking up. Oh dear. But it does work with capillaries all over the body and your vascular system. It, it really improves all that kind of stuff. My asthma has been. I can't remember the last time I had a problem with my asthma. Really? Yeah. I've been considering doing an ice bath. I've got bad knee and bad elbow at the moment, as I've probably told you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So jumping in a nice ice bath. A nice is not the word I put with it, but mm. jumping in one of those, see if that sorts me out. Yeah, it would do. The um, with, thing with an ice bath, you spend less time in it because mm. you're completely submerged. Shower yeah. is hitting yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more area of thing. But when you're submerged, you spend less time in it. Yeah. Um, I tried to get the bath as cold as possible, but it's nowhere near ice. Well, you can... Um, I, ice, I, I went into Tesco's today and they've got an entire freezer dedicated to ice. I thought we meant getting the freezer. I, I did out. consider that, but I think I'd get some funny looks. That'd be a good prank to do. Yeah. And Tesco, Tesco security isn't exactly high-level security guards, are they? Get a distraction, someone mucking about with the fruit and veg, and I'll just jump in the freezer. <laughs> Three minutes? Yeah, well, I'd, would you make three minutes before someone pulls you out? I thought he was going to say pull me out. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, actually, I'll buy a couple of bags. That's what I can, ladies and gentlemen. Anyone that's uh, listening or watching, I'll try and do that. If I can record it, yeah, 
I think the sound effects would be pretty funny. <laughs> Hearing the ice go in and me jumping in afterwards. Yeah, I'll do that. How blue will the air go? Interesting. Interesting. I have to make sure Ethan's out of the house. No, no, I'll be all right. I reckon I'll be all right. I'm genuinely considering doing it probably next week. I might not train legs just to let my knee recover and give it a go. Mm. And um, see whether I can do a couple minutes. Yeah. It really focus on your breathing. If, the more you focus on, on the breathing and the breath, it distracts you. Oh, yeah. 100% yeah. distracts you. And it calms <clears> you down. That's the whole point of doing it. You get in it. Whether it's bath or shower, you just focus on your breathing. You're in it. And then come out when you're ready. I remember doing one at school. Um with rugby lads that was brutal because you've also got 15 guys taking the piss having yes. a laugh and it's just so much worse than it needs to be yeah yeah I can imagine that being so, quite yeah it's got to be quite very uncomfortable <sighs> entertaining for, for young... was the word that I'd use like, watching how, the... how old? Uh, what were we? we were year 11 so would have been 15, 16 years old Bloody hell, that could have been quite a traumatic experience <laughs> I got on with the guys pretty well, so it wasn't too bad. But there was yeah. one one lad who didn't get on with them so well, and um, the wedgie was so bad the waistband separated from the rest of the underwear. Oh wow! And then threw him into the to the bath. That was entertaining. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the only memory I have of a nice bath. So it'd be interesting to try it again. Yeah. Without the other lads around, having a laugh and. Well, I don't know. You zoom now. <laughs> Still in touch? No, no, thankfully <laughs> no. no. Anything. Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Fair and enough. One person on. Excellent. Yeah, one person on. Oh, someone's left already. Um, <laughs> so, we've been training a lot, working on volume work. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on training volume over uh, all that going for strength stuff? For me, I've always enjoyed it more. I hmm. have always trained a little bit higher volume. I've never been particularly strong. So I personally do prefer volume work. I like the feeling of that skin tear and pump. Yeah, yeah. If if I'm not leaving the gym with a pump, I I haven't worked the way that my brain tells me I should as a bodybuilder. We're not weightlifters. We're not getting a heavy weight from A to B. We're trying to grow. Blood yeah. flow is pump. Well, blood flow is nutrient flow. Nutrient flow is growth. Yeah. So to me, volume work is the only way to create that hypertrophy. Yes, there is an element of strength. Mm. You need the progressive overload to create that muscle gain. However, that pump still needs to be there. So for me, I love it. So getting a good mix. Mm, like, yeah. I, I enjoy doing GVT. I wouldn't do it all the time. No, I think it's a nice tool to change what you're doing. Yeah. However, it's not a consistent, uh, not a consistent method. Well, it's a bit like restricted blood flow. You wouldn't do it all the time. No, you do it once, once every now and then, just to mess around with new stimulus and yeah. Yeah. So it is important. I've done one program of. Um, I bought a book, audio book. Uh, I won't say its name or all that kind of stuff, but it was basic program, and you stuck to it for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. I, I I think I stuck to it to it was five years ago because on month seven I found out Louise was pregnant, so I stopped because she needed my help. I couldn't focus so much on the training. Mm. Um, and yes, I did grow. And I did my body shape did change, but it was doing the same thing every week for seven months. It was meant to be a year, and I done it for seven months. After a while, yeah, it was great fun. And then, oh yeah, I know walking into a gym and knowing exactly what you're doing, I get that some people 
need that. They need that routine and then it's fixed. I'm going here, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this many reps, that many sets, then I'll leave. Sometimes it's nice to have a var- like the variety mm. of not knowing. Okay, I'm going to hit my chest. What's about? What's available? What can I do? And be initiative. I, I kind of had two thoughts on that, though. I think if you're training... Um, with the goal of being a bodybuilder or, or developing a certain kind of physique, mm. you need that level of consistency to track progression. Yes. I, I do think, stuff, yeah. yeah, that that beat the logbook mentality. And that's something I've only kind of recently in the last year picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really used logbooks before. And now it's something that I'm, I'm getting better with. I, I track every workout. I'm not necessarily doing the same workout every time though. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get more into that. I think you should have a set training program and utilize it until you no longer create results. So you hit a plateau and change it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I hate seeing personal trainers that give um, new programs every single week, new diet every single week. Like you you rinse it until it stops working. It's good to rotate. So you get, like you say, you get to a certain point, you think, okay, now you go back to that. <clears throat> For example, some of my clients, what I do is say after three months, We'll go back to their very, very first workout. And I won't tell them what they've done then. We'll do the workout. Okay, right. Do you realise, uh, for example, you're using a 9K kettlebell for a swing. You're now using a 16. Mm. This is where you've progressed. This is what you've done. And you weren't out of breath. You weren't on your knees. This is what's happened. This is how you've progressed. This is how you've changed. This is how you've developed. Whether it's weight loss, this has gone down. You've got stronger. You've got leaner. I work that way. See, I, I have a template to the workout mm-hmm. and i change the exercises that either don't gel with you or you stop progressing so let's say we're doing chest and um an incline dumbbell fly you stop progressing for more than three weeks take mm-hmm. it out yeah just get rid of it replace it with something new track that progression do you gel with it first do you feel the exercise what's the point in doing an exercise you don't get on with mm-hmm. you're just never going to get anywhere no and if you do gel with it, we'll keep it in, we'll implement it until that point where you can't make progress anymore, then we take it out. Yeah. So you end up with a new program over time, but it's not necessarily, right, we're going to scrap everything on that program and start again, here's a new one. It's take out one exercise here, there, there. And then by the time you've, like, there's only so much progress you can make with exercises. Like, if we could continuously progress strength, we'd all be walking around like powerlifters it would be huge yeah yeah exactly so there is a limit to how much you can do and that's where that change then starts coming in yeah um so you do end up rotating your workouts a, a relative amount but yeah. it's still there's the set principle exercises well it's interesting <clears throat> this week when you said about doing legs you spent the day doing hamstrings and stuff like that, glutes and calves mm. and then we, we we hit quads i wouldn't dream of training any of my clients like that for the simple reason they're not bodybuilders they don't it's need a subjective they, training. Yeah, yeah, they don't need to isolate that much. No, no. Doing squats, different variations of squats is enough. But this is also where our clientele differs. Most of my yeah. clientele are, are bodybuilders mm. or aspiring to be bodybuilders. So again, I have to have that slightly more regimented training style for those people yeah. to isolate that a little bit more than what your clients do. Yeah. So that's when you'd never... <laughs> the idea of putting someone in an anchor harness and getting them to do bear crawls on resistance man is probably not going to be something that you ever do uh, depends on how much they annoy me and whether I need to punish them <laughs> um, but no on a general level no I, I probably yeah. wouldn't be doing bear crawls no um, although I do have two MMA clients that would be more down that vein of training yes conditioning work um, 
but, but they're, yeah. they're a different kettle of fish anyway. Their training is completely different. To, There's mobility and functional more than anything. Massively. Um, <clears throat> like, one of them still has a weight um, element. He still does the weightlifting, but that's more because he enjoys it. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, he just he doesn't need weights. He's just a heavy set bloke. Hmm. Um, and he just needs conditioning permanently. So, again, it's two different concepts of training. And that's the thing, with training as well, then you go into the nutrition side of it, mm. you need to adapt the nutrition for the training. Oh, yeah. As you say, like you're breaking the muscles down all the time, you've got to repair, you've got to recover, and you need to put that in place. For some of my clients, it's a case of, yes, they need some recovery and repair, but again, it's keeping the calories moderate or low, so they're still getting the weight loss. Mm. Where when you, you, you're building as a bodybuilder, you need a surplus. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd... I think with um with general pop clients like yours, you can get away with a lot more variety in the diet. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. And varieties of diet. Mm, yeah. Um, like with bodybuilding, you probably know within your own experience of bodybuilding, it is a very regimented, very, at one o'clock you eat this, at three o'clock you eat this, yes. five o'clock, yeah. And Before training, just, after training. Yeah. yeah. And you end up getting to that point in your life, and I've done it a few times, where you end up taking scales to restaurants because everything's got to be calculated. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's I'm sure it's an eating disorder of its own, mm. um, but that that kind of uh, nutrition outlook is is not necessarily going to ever fit a general population client. Now, someone might need a very regimented diet. I don't know, someone that has to have structure in their life. But outside of that, most people on weight loss you can get away with with a nice range of food. Uh, and we say food, we don't mean certain types of um, dietary shakes. No, or, no shakes. Not for a general population. No. Um, very rarely will I ever use any form of protein shake with a, a weight loss client. Very rarely. That's um, what people see things like protein shakes as instead of a meal. It's mm, not. It's always no. a supplement. It goes on my porridge or with yeah. my porridge. It's well, not the porridge itself. What I do is I, I stir a scoop of that into like two tablespoons of yogurt. Mm, yeah. And have that. Yeah. And that's like a nice little dessert for me. Yeah, especially if you've got like a strawberry flavour. I can imagine that being quite oh, nice. What did I have the other day? <coughs> so obviously, I can't see anything. I've got a multi-pack of um, protein sachet things given to me. I've got no idea what the flavours are, so it really is a lucky dip. Okay. And um, it was apple and cinnamon in yoghurt. Surprisingly nice. Apple and cinnamon protein? Yeah. I was, I took that. I'm intrigued by that. I it, quite like flavours like that. It was, it was very sweet. But it was nice, and it, uh, with the yogurt, it was really different. What's the strangest flavour you've ever had? Oh, God. Um, strangest one. I, the thing is, I'll get a flavour, and it'll start going off. Like, I white chocolate. Okay. I got white chocolate, and I thought, oh, this is great. And then I had about four shakes into it, and I thought, all I can smell is baby vomit. <laughs> so to me, that's what it, it was like. Mm, I couldn't quite do that so yeah I'll, I'll probably say the strangest one has got to be oh no I did try um, I think it was rhubarb and custard yeah I've tried a rhubarb and custard I did not get on with that no I've had a Jaffa cake as well that was disgusting <laughs> that was <laughs> so I God. love Jaffa cakes I love I love a good Jaffa cake however that protein was absolutely vile I couldn't finish the shake luckily I was smart enough to buy one of them ready to go um, yes trial bottles so i didn't buy the tub 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I bought the trial. I didn't finish the trial, I binned it. Do you know what makes me laugh about protein? That you buy a big tub, you unscrew it, you go, yeah, this is great, you unscrew it, you think, oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You put your hand in to get the scoop and it goes all the way, it keeps going down. You think, oh, you're right at the bottom. <laughs> That's it, so I paid for the bottle then. Yeah. <laughs> Not the contents. Oh, I hate it when Lucy buys uh, a random flavour of protein and mm. it is that lucky dip of, fuck, what did she buy this time? Yeah, caramel fudge or something like that. What have we got at the moment? Strawberry cream, but it's an isolate, so there's absolutely no density to the flavours at all. It is just dirty, coloured water. Yes, I've, yeah, I've got one like that at the moment. I won't say the make or name. No, I won't say the name, because I actually yeah. really, really like this company. Yes. And their proteins, on the whole, I really like, and they have very high-quality product. It's just this one particular flavour as an isolate just mm. shouldn't exist. Yeah. It's just not good. It's when you try and add stuff to it just to give it a bit of a taste or a flavour. Yeah, I've tried so many things with this and it's just not working. No. And it was a, um, it was a five kilo tub. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've probably got six, seven servings left. So I'll be buying some more tonight off a flavour that we can both tolerate. Yes. One shake I did try and it was a, a keto one for like, after training and the guy who was doing it said it was like it's a mass gaining for people on keto. It was... So what's that, just lard, basically? It was, it was a small bottle of egg whites, three eggs, scoop of protein, and then it was... Oh, my God, it was three or four tablespoons of cream and a pinch of cinnamon. It it tasted really nice. Really? Yeah, it did. That's the thing. Okay. Oh, you, yeah, you put it in a blender, not a handshake. Oh, yeah, it'd be a real... Oh, yeah. Dirt, yeah. <laughs> it'd be disgusting. It was a handler, like... Uh, what have I got? Is it a ninja or something like that? Blasted that. Really, really nice. Especially cold. Really okay. nice cold. But then afterwards, I thought, that's a fucking lot of calories I was just ate. <laughs> it was. It, I worked out it was about 900. For a mass gainer, that's not all that bad, actually. I think the um, optimum nutrition one is a 1,200 calorie shake. Shit. Yeah. See, there's some people out there that'll have that in a day. As a yeah, as a total calorie yeah. intake. Yeah, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll be following a certain type of uh, regimented um, food company or lack of food company. Yeah. And uh, they'll be, yeah, that's what they'll do. I'll tell you what, I had a really good mask once. Uh, yeah, there it is. Was there any questions right there? No? No questions, no. Excellent. <laughs> I, had, um, I went to a gym called 24 Hour. Mm-hmm. Real creative name there. It was actually the first 24-hour gym in the country. I was going to ask when it opened, but yeah, go on. Um, 1970s. Oh, wow. Yeah, it is genuinely the first one in the country since Swindon. Yeah. Um, and they, they brought out their own protein. Um, they had a jammy dodger flavour and it had oats and everything in there. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I actually made a, a birthday cake with it. Jammy dodger birthday cake. Nice. It was incredible, to be fair. But that's the best mass gainer I've ever tasted. Mm. And that was just um, your local gym selling it, basically. It was their own product. They, they designed it. Um, the guy that owned the gym was an ex-British finalist bodybuilder, so... Yeah, he's not going to muck about. No, he didn't muck about. Like He knew exactly what he wanted in there. It's a bloody good product. I wish I could go back and get some more of it. Yeah, I, th- I think one thing we, that a lot of people don't know when they um, buy protein, especially if you're new to it and like you just want to get into training and stuff like that, whether it's bodybuilding, fitness, or you just want to train, on the back of a protein packet or bottle or tub or whatever you get... If it says proprietary blend, oh, 
Ooh, that could be bloody anything. Yeah, two words that I hate. Yeah, so basically they, that company may have gone out and picked a, like, a third of a scoop from three different other companies and put it into their own and just sold that. And proprietary blends are just a way of hiding what's in your product or at least the, the quantity of individual ingredients. So you'll get a lot of companies that will state which ingredients are in there. They're, yeah. they're transparent with that. It's just what dosages of what is in there. Yeah. I think the worst one is pre-workouts for that. Not necessarily gotcha. protein. Pro- protein was worse for the amino spiking mm-hmm. back in the um, mid-2000s. That's where protein fell down. But proprietary blends was more the pre-workouts in the amino acids. Like you you kind of put that scoop of pre-workout and go, that's pretty much pure caffeine, I reckon, and yeah. nothing else because caffeine's dead cheap. Yeah. So I we use the same uh, pre workout, mm. and um, <laughs> I took a scoop. Well, I trained my chest this morning, and uh, I got up, had that straight away. So I trained fasted, Ooh. and I was getting Ethan's breakfast and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Lou was doing some cleaning. And she went, Are "You all right?" I went, "Yeah, it just feels like I've got ants all over my head. I've got to go train. I've got to go train." She goes, Are "You all right?" I went, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> <laughs> Coming in and just had a mental workout. I still feel like a little bitch because I can only take half a scoop of that. Really? Yeah, I'm literally a half scoop guy. And that, oh. that is me fueled for an intense workout. I'm more than happy with half a scoop. The thing, the thing <coughs> with people, you do have to be careful. I've had one, oh God, what was it called? Black powder? And it came in a little sachet thing. It was a trial one. I literally took it and within five minutes, I fell apart. I mean, I didn't get to the gym. I stayed in the bathroom. Oh. It was horrible, absolutely horrible. You know, with the buzz and the like, the mm. tingling you get from a pre-workout, when you think, "Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be great. I'm going to smash it. I'm going to do everything." Raw. Yeah. Imagine feeling like that, but on the toilet because you <laughs> cannot move. That was oh, horrible. That is the thing with pre-workouts; they always make you shit. And and you, usually it's like timed in a regular way. This <laughs> was before I even got to the gym. It was horrible. And another time, uh, there's a, a local shop to us where I, I used to go and get bits and pieces. Oh, and I had some uh, free samples <laughs> given to me. I was told just to take sachet. But there was two servings in a sachet. Yeah. My back was on fire. I, was t- I took my dog out and I had to take my top off. And this <laughs> is like six o'clock in the morning. I thought, quick walk, let it kick in, come back and train. I'd walk around... At half six in the morning, we'd be top off, going, oh, God! <laughs> I've got ants on my head! <laughs> it was horrible. I, uh, horrible. I I won't say anything about the knowledge of the people working in said supplement store. Yeah. Um, we'll move swiftly past that one. I've actually been yeah. made tachycardic by a pre-workout. Really? Mm, it was that uh, 5150 from Rich Piana. Right. That, I, I took a full scoop of that, and I was tachycardic. I had a Fitbit on. That was not fun at all. I laid on wow. the floor and could not move. That was possibly the worst it's definitely up there with, with some of the worst feelings I've ever had from pre-workout I, I'm a bit of a twat I've tried everything but yeah. um, 5150 that made me tachycardic uh, grenades pre-workout uh, know, 50, 50 cal I've heard a lot about that so I haven't tried that, it um, that made me very ill in the sense that I'd take it do the workout fine but the crash was so bad I actually very nearly passed out driving home Oh, wow. Yeah, and that happened multiple times, so I know it was the pre-workout. It was nothing else. I wasn't doing anything else. I wasn't on any other supplements of any form. So it was. I knew it was solely that pre-workout. I've never had it since. One thing I did try, and this is available to anyone, 
I didn't even try it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it at all. Salt. 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 Just normal salt. It's a level teaspoon at the back of the throat. Hold it there for a bit, about 30 seconds, then wash it down, go and train. No. No. Not very good at all in any way. I put salt in my pre-workout. But it was just but salt. But not, not, not a teaspoon back. Oh, no. No. It was, I was shaking, all that kind of thing. Sweat, unbelievable. But I'm no I'm not energy. even sure how biologically that would do you any good. It didn't. <laughs> Funny enough, it didn't. So I felt like shit. Why did you do it? We are our own experiments. Yes, but... Okay, what was the thought process going through your mind to make that a good idea? Uh, bloke said. <laughs> I was in the back leg. of a gym. Yeah. <laughs> bloke said, Dan, Jim, go on, try salt. So, yeah, right, yeah. No, it was just, yeah, someone said, like, you know, using salt is great for getting the blood flow going. I'm completely reasonable. They're kind of like, bollocks. Yeah, I was rough. It is. Got through it. If you but, put, a, like, a couple cracks of pink salt into your pre-workout or oh, in your yeah. EAAs, fine. It helps with absorption, pumps. Mm. Yeah, I get that logic. But a teaspoon at the back of your throat. Shaking. Shaking at the end of it. I mean, proper full-on shaking. And it weren't nice. That would have fucked your electrolytes. I was all over the place. All over the place. How long did it take for you to level out? Oh, God, I can't remember now. It was a while. Then I had to sit down for a bit. And what did you learn from that? Don't do that again. Don't listen to blokes telling you to do salt either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know it or anything now. Um, no, it's in pre-workout. Be warned. Find one. When you get a pre-workout, do a little bit at a time until you build up and then you can, you know, what it's like and if you like it or not. Mm. But yeah, just don't go straight out and just ram something down your neck. No, and, and there's a there's a cut-off point with, with pre-workout as well where they kind of meet that um, no longer effective for you. Yeah. So, oh, what's the dosage? Uh, 750 milligrams of caffeine cuts off um, vasodilation. So you'll no longer get a pump. Now, most pre-workouts come at 300 milligrams. So basically, yeah, it's about two scoops. But how many people do two scoops? Mm. How many people did you know that double scoop pre-workout, even some idiots triple scoop your pre-workout yeah, yeah, and then yeah. go to the gym because they're so adrenally shut down? Well, you're crossing that line. And most yeah. pre-workouts have more than one form of caffeine in there as well. And other stimulants on top of that. Oh, Citrulline gotcha. is a massive yep. one. Um, so you are just stimming your brains out. And then shutting down the pump side of things, like we said earlier, is key for nutrient um yeah, nutrients you want that blood flow you need that oxidized uh, that nitro it's getting through your system to open it all up and yeah as you say pump the blood around and it's 750 milligrams of caffeine is that shut off point mm. after that you will not have a vasodilation response yeah so therefore you're you're kind of wasting your time training mm. and at that point your your adrenal glands are not going to like you very much and it gets to a, it politely and you get to a point where people end up taking it too much not, not just the yeah, if you're out, taking but, a full scoop of pre-workout to do arms, you've no, got an issue. Yeah, but I mean, they'll take it every time they go to the gym. I only take pre-workout Saturday and Sunday morning when I'm training. That's it. I don't I, take it during the week. Mine's more time dependent. Like mm. for me, I as long as I'm not doing arms, I'll take it if I'm training later in the afternoon where I'm a little bit more tired. I'm personally more energetic mm. in the morning. If I'm training in the morning, don't need it. Absolutely fine to get up and go. If I'm training kind of four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to need a scoop to get me going again. I'm, I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're more of a, you need it in the morning. Yeah, I'll do, that's when I, I'll only ever take two, this is, I've, I've set myself, I'll have, if I train during the week and I have 
a scoop, then I won't have one at the weekend. I'll just train. Mm. But if I come down and do legs, yeah, uh, and I'm here lifting heavy and shit like that, yeah, I'll definitely have a scoop. Yeah. But otherwise, I have one scoop in the morning, and that's it. I, I won't go past eleven o'clock. I won't take it after eleven o'clock. See, for me, it's more five o'clock. Well, I couldn't do that. But then my sleep, I get to sleep a lot later. What about fucking three o'clock in the morning? About one o'clock. No, I couldn't do that. So I I will tend to go to sleep around one o'clock. Um, old habits die hard. Just yeah. don't sleep. Well, you don't have kids yet, do you? No. Let Let's not go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still putting it off for another two to four years. Yeah. Uh, At you least wait. you wait. <laughs> I'm I'm glad this is recorded. <laughs> yeah, there's evidence. When you're sitting in the car, you think if I go in now. You get this, you get that, you get bombarded. No, I'm just going to sit in the car for five minutes and say traffic was bad. <laughs> you just park around the corner. Yeah. <sighs> Do you know, this is really bad. I um, My first relationship, we lived together, and um, she... I never quite knew who I was going into the house to. Okay. Um, and obviously, if she'd been home alone all day... You sat with her thoughts. You you didn't quite know what you were going to enter to. So I used to actually sit in my car and scroll Instagram for 10 minutes, just trying to relax my mind before I went into the house to face whatever personality she picked for that day. Mm. Uh, so I know about staying around the corner <laughs> and, <laughs> and not going in. Unfortunately, some people, if they are at home a lot during the day, they come in, the first thing I say, they, they've just got this abundance of energy and they just want to talk offload and blah, blah, blah. You've um, been at work all day, you just think... No, no. Oh, no. No, Jess just had um, split personality disorder and daddy issues. Oh, fuck. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it was anger. Like, there were days where she'd throw things at me. It was a different story. But yeah, I'm I'm very used to sitting around the corner and just spending 10 minutes relaxing. Yeah. you you probably do that again. <laughs> yeah, one day. Not for two to four years, though. <laughs> it, it, it is fun when it happens. It is. But they're, they're, you they're, just keep telling yourself that. No, no. <laughs> I'm just going to keep waiting. That's why um, Ethan's got a thing at the moment. I'll literally walk in the lounge and I'll go, ah, you want to fight, do you? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Can I sit down? And, ah, payback time. And he gets up and he's, he comes over and he starts like punching me legs and stuff. Like, what are you doing? There's that point in every man's life where they look at their old man and go, I can have you. He's five. <laughs> if he's five and he's got that thought, then brilliant. He's, he's like literally waist height. He's like, what? <laughs> I think I, I think for me, I was about 14, 15 when I first looked at my dad. I went, yeah, yeah I'd have you. <laughs> I'd have you. <laughs> I, I can guarantee even at this age, he'd still knock me out. <laughs> I spent 15 years fighting. I guarantee he'd still have me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's that old school strength that, yeah, you just don't mess with. Yeah. What's he do? Uh, he's a concrete technician. Yeah, yeah, he's been... Fr- yeah. Yeah, so um, he had a a load of um, bricks delivered to his house uh, a couple of months ago. I went over just to go and see him, actually. I didn't realise I was getting roped into moving half a pallet of bricks. Mm. We were carrying them two, three at a time, and he outpaced me. Really? He's 53, 54, and comfortably outpaced me. My job yeah. is to pick things up and put them down again. Yeah. I should have been able to keep pace with him. No, absolutely wipe the floor with me. Different kind of strength. Yeah, it is. It's, it's old school strength. It's, yeah. He's worked every day of his life. He doesn't do ill. Mm. Pretty sure if I remember right, he tried to work with pneumonia. That's the thing. When I used to work on the roads, mm. and on the tarmac and stuff like that, um, we'd hand lay 60, 80 tonne. Oh, yeah. In the morning. That, that, that weren't even an issue. 
We do that. And now you get guys, and it is really bad, and I'll put my age group in that category, kind of that 18 to 25, 26, mm. that don't want to do fuck all for their job. Are we allowed to say millennials? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look I mean, up. It's, it's, it's Look younger up. than millennials as well. Like, it's yeah. that age category of yeah. uh, being less than that. And I've kind of experienced that being uh, a manager. Mm. I've experienced employing a certain age category and then seeing the severe lack of results that come from not a particularly difficult job either. The job that they, they were doing isn't exactly taxing. There's no physical aspect to it. Yeah. It's sales. And even then, the, the work ethic was non-existent. The thing that I, I know about millennials and stuff, like this stuff on YouTube is just some really funny stuff. And it, it, unfortunately, a lot of it is true. You can walk into a room and go, oh, does anyone know... Uh, who's that actress that played... Rachel and friends, Whoosh, phones come out. Yeah, straight away. No one, no one actually st- stops and thinks anymore. No, and that's why. I mean, that's why. I, whenever it says millennials, I say, look up. Just look. Take your head. Lift I, your head up. Away from the screen. You I see where a, you're walking. A perfect example of this, and this is a hundred percent true. Mm. I walked into a, a Costa Coffee in my hometown. Yeah. Uh, I went and did my order, and we stood to the side when waiting. When we didn't have to socially distance from the world. Yeah. There was a table off to my left-hand side. It was a group of four, maybe five girls. I'd say they were probably 14, 15 years old. They were just before school leave age. They were all in yeah. uniform. And they were all sat around the table, heads down, texting. All of them. No and conversation at all. No conversation at all, but it gets better. Because at one point, one of them just looked up and went, I know. And then carried on texting. I know. Yeah. Like they were having a conversation through text. And she knew whatever they were talking about. But they weren't talking to each other. They were clearly all texting each other. My God. And then she just looked up, I know, and then put her head back down and carried on. Wow. I, I've yeah, never, yeah. ever seen anything like it. And it's I, a comedy I'm, sketch. I'm 20, no, it's genuine, I genuinely remember it. No, no, I believe it, that could be a comedy sketch. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you could easily make something out of that, but that was 100% true. I, I, I stood there with my drink going, oh... Yeah. Right. That's one of the people, um, like couples will go to to restaurants for meals. Mm. Phone goes down on the table. No, I hate it. No phones. And then you're you sitting there, the conversation's just quite, it's very quiet in here. Like, there might be the odd conversation, but people have their phones out. Mm. I won't even allow a, a TV in my bedroom. When I have my place with Lucy, when I have my place with my ex, there's absolutely mm. no TV in the bedroom. No. I hate, I hate the idea of it. Because it takes away from actually what you go... To, to bed to do. You either go to bed to chill, to spend time with your other half, or to sleep. Yeah. Those are the only three things that should be happening in the bedroom. Yeah, totally agree. You shouldn't be looking at a TV. I made sure that I had an alarm clock in the bedroom, mm. so phones could stay in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug them in in the kitchen. You've got to get through the living room to get to the kitchen. So you know they're a distance away, so you're not bothered by them. The alarm clock's going to wake you up in the morning. You don't need your phone for an alarm clock. Mm. It's not a fucking alarm clock, it's a phone. Yeah. And it, it worked brilliantly. There's a, I was looking at different apps and stuff when I got my watch and all these different types of apps that you can get to help with <laughs> mindfulness and focus and that kind of stuff. And there's one, and it said, like, you play the video and you watch it, and this guy was saying about how important it is to um, have the lens blockers and stuff like that to, so before you go to sleep. Oh, blue light. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I've, I've got them even though I can't fucking see. It's, it's a Moorfields thing. And um, Moorfields is not a hospital, by the way. And... All the things you're saying, like, you know, don't have electrical stuff um, by your bed, switch stuff off, you know, don't have your phone in the room, like your iPad and stuff like mm. that, because it gives off frequencies and currencies and all this kind of stuff. 
And at the end of it, he goes, why not download my app where I have a sleep meditation you can listen to to help you sleep? You just told me not to have the fucking phone in the room. <laughs> yeah. But now you want me to spend oh, 4 99 a month. Headphones. Yeah. You can leave your phone in the kitchen and have the headphones on. Yeah, have you ever tried sleeping in headphones? Nope, never yeah. going to either. No, it hurts. I, I understand the blue light concept. Mm. For those that don't understand blue light, it's, it's oh, anything yeah, emitted by uh, electro- electronics or false lighting. So even like the lighting in this room that we're in, it's all blue light emitting. Yes. Uh, and it messes with... Shops, restaurants, yeah, everything. Phones, TV, um, absolutely anything that's basically a false light. Even LED lights on your plugs. Um, yeah. And it, it messes with the brain waves, your circadian rhythm and... Uh, stops the production of melatonin, which will help you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, on a basic level, a really basic level. No, no, no that's, that's fine. Um, and last time I was at, no, it was a few months back, I was at uh, Moorfields, and even though I can't see, they want me to protect my eyes as much as possible for potential gem cell, uh, stem cell, oh, stem <laughs> cell, Regeneration work and stuff like that and DNA stuff that they're doing. Because my condition is so rare, there's not a lot of funding in there, but they are doing research on it. So they want my eyes to be as healthy as possible and not fuck them up anymore. So, so they, they wanted me to wear, I've got to take eye drops every day and one's at night. Um, and then they wear the glasses as much as possible to protect them. Well, the blue light glasses? Yeah, yeah. The yellow ones or the clear ones? Yellow. The yellow ones? Yeah. I want to get a pair of yellow ones just to help out with um, chilling out at night. Yeah. I don't mind looking like some dickhead off a 90s sci-fi film, but... Nah, it's cool. I suppose, even though you can't see, you're still vulnerable to blue light. It goes well, in yeah. through the eyes, like just because yeah. there's no imagery coming through for you. It doesn't mean things still, still aren't going it. into your eyes. Yeah, it still damage it. Mm. So, uh, I wonder if it'll still affect your circadian rhythm. Well, my, my sleep, I've got melatonin tablets and all kinds of tablets to help me sleep. But the, the effect on the circadian is the false lighting, isn't it? Yes. It's the, the brain not realising that the sun's set. Yeah. Which is a massive thing for everyone nowadays. People oh, don't, yeah, really, don't yeah, even yeah. realise it's a problem. But the thing is, is I think a lot of it is uh, back in like my grandparents' age, we yeah. worked nine to five, that was it. Yeah. Now it's nine till seven. And then it's if you're a businessman, it's nine till whatever god, ungodly hour you need to work to to get your job done. Well, some people are working 20 hours a day. Yeah, a couple of uh, emails before you go to bed and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're you're constantly engaging, you're constantly stressed if you're especially if it's work email, mm-hmm. you're going, shit, I'm gonna have to respond to this and and you shouldn't be doing that. There yeah. should be that cut off point. Yeah. Um I think that's a massive factor in sleep. Definitely. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Well it, 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 you say it just stimulates the brain, you can't sleep, you don't know what's going on, and you're trying to shut everything down, it's not gonna happen. Mm. It's just not gonna happen. Cool. Anything? Anyone? Oh, uh, Claire says she doesn't use shakes. Oh, well, look, Claire, gels. sorry. Gels. Gel. Oh, you do the carbohydrate gels for when running? Oh, what was it? It was um, CIS, SIS. They did loads of gels, didn't they, for runners? Literally just rip them off and yeah, neck yeah. them as you're going. I, I had one that tasted horrible. I don't think I've ever tried one. My dad was an avid runner for ages before yeah. I screwed his knees and ankles up. Um, he used to use them because he tried training for a marathon a couple of times. Yeah. He, he actually liked them. I thought they tasted horrible. Yeah. There's better things I want to put in my mouth, like burgers. Not that I recommend... <laughs> Running with a burger? I've done worse. Don't go... Uh, yeah, I'm not saying. <laughs> um, um, no, I just meant in general, there's better things I want to put in my mouth, like burgers. Mm. But yeah, the, the, they, uh, they're quite interesting, because it's literally 
gelled food. It was just pure dextrin. Yeah. Dextrose, not dextrin. Yeah, it's just going to get you through it though, isn't it? Yeah. But then again, that's going to... Spike your insulin, reduce growth hormone, synergistic. Yeah. Well, you, you said about his knees and ankles. What mm. what kind of problems? Uh, his knees were absolutely screwed. He had collapsed arches, um, impact, road running. Yeah. It's just years and years of impact. And also, he's he's six foot two. Mm. Like he's, he's not a short bloke. He's... I think he got down at his lowest to 13 and a half stone, 14 stone. He, he kind of sits naturally and looks good at 15, 15 and a half stone. Yeah, it's a big frame. Yeah. So you take that 15 and a half stone, like I'm 15 stone now, and if I try and run, my knees know about it. Yeah. So just, yeah, him impact, doing that impact. over an, an 18 mile average, that's, the damage is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he did that over a very, very extended period of time. Was it his back as well, or was it just his knees and ankles? His back's more screwed from his job, to be fair, but he doesn't really mind that. I suppose because of bending over to pick concrete up all the time, he's got quite a solid back. Yeah. But the knees were a big issue. The feet were more of an issue than the knees, the collapsed arches. Yeah. He had cortisone injections in them. Oh. Uh, one went wrong, actually, and created like a, uh, a ball in his arch. That caused him problems for a long time. Wow. But that, that's doctors administrating something they don't necessarily understand properly. Well, yeah. Because a doctor can administer a cortisone injection. Hmm. And you don't have to have formal training on it. No, I've, I had one in my shoulder and they got it completely wrong. So the next time I had to go in, it had to be guided. And there's only so many you can have. That's when I ended up having surgery. You can only have three a year. Yeah, I'd, uh, it was, I've had three and then they've done surgery. What was this? Was it? Um... I've got three keyhole. Three entry points, if you will. And, um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they went in and uh, it went in and they cut something because it, it was going across uh, my shoulder I can't remember what it was called it was a form of, it wasn't besides it was something else they thought it was besides and it led to something else and oh, then okay. they just cut it off so I've got more flexibility in this arm now Jesus I can't do that no <laughs> but I, I, I can't I can't get that's about that. what I got both both sides yeah but this one's great and actually, that makes my shoulder quite sore doing that. Yeah, that, 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 I can't do anything with this. This, I, I just... Before, when I was... I'd have to sleep on my side and hold my arm up. Literally fall asleep like that. Really? Yeah, it was really bad. Really, really bad. Couldn't put a top on. I had to have help. Um, couldn't put deodorant on. Bloody really hell. Really bad. How long was that for? Uh, first time it went, it was for three months. Then after that, more injections, more injections. And then... Moved up here, and I can't remember what I was doing. Something and it just went. I said, I can't, I can't do it. It was tingling, miles were numb. Couldn't. I was, I was done, really done. Couldn't train. I was getting upset. It was constant pain, constant, constant pain. Bloody I thought it was hell. weird. I used to have to hook my thumb to take the weight off my arm. Really? Yeah. And <laughs> this is. <laughs> I went to the hospital. Uh, I was in there at nine o'clock. Done the surgery. I was out by four. Weird thing is. I remember the first thing I said when I came round. And I don't know why, but I went, Velcro, what a rip-off. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why, but I came home. That night, everything was sling, you could hear all the slushing around and the oh. weird noise from the elbow and all that kind of stuff. And Louise was tidying up and she left a board game on the fifth step. I didn't know. I stepped on it, feet gone straight down, I've landed oh. straight on my elbow. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Painkillers, I was just eating them like Smarties. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, should we just suggest, uh, if anyone wants to put some questions in, we'll give them a couple minutes to do it. We'll draw to a close in kind of the next five, ten minutes. So if you've got yeah. any questions, put them in now. 
and uh, we'll answer them in the next couple of minutes. Yeah, cheers, thank you. And even if you haven't got any questions, just let us know you're there. Uh, it's good. Uh, thumbs up, red heart, or aubergine, or whatever you want. You like, like, like the aubergine, don't you? I couldn't speak then. What happened there? Well, no, you were thinking about <laughs> aubergine, weren't you? Oh, yeah, it's on my mind. Hey, plants. <laughs> well, more uh, about the peaches. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's where we are with pre workout, um, sleep, um, bad shoulders. Yeah, millennials. Just fucking look up. I hate the fact that I'm put in that category. I hate it. Because of your age? Yeah. And yet, at the age of 18, I was working three jobs. Yeah. I worked seven days a week for a good period. I think it must have been just short of a year. Do you know what? One thing that bugs me is when... Uh, it, was, it was a phase that we went through. Hopefully it's not like that anymore. But kids at school... Oh, it's not about being first place. No, mm. no It's no, about taking part. Yeah, okay. But no one races for second place. <laughs> you don't give every... I'm going I'm to give everything I've got to come third. You don't do that, do you? No, no. But we, we live in, uh, I won't go too far down the rabbit hole because I quite like that rabbit hole as well. Mm. Um, but we live in a very monocoddled society. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, I, I grew up in a, a different environment to what most people would in the sense that I had a, a brother with Down syndrome. Mm. He was the priority for my family. I completely understand that. And that's not to say I was deprived of anything at all. Mm. I was very, very lucky with my upbringing, especially looking at people around me and the quality that they've had from their parents. Yeah. Um, but he was always the priority. So I was kind of forced to adapt and, and deal with myself, so to speak. Mm. That's kind of put me in that mindset where, especially doing things like kickboxing from seven years old, you, you get to that point where you just go, well, okay, I've got to come first. And I want you, to do it. Yeah, I want to so achieve you start something. building that, that confidence to start going, no, I'm not running this race to come last. That's a lot of effort to come last. Yeah. I'm doing this to win. Yeah. And then you, you get labelled as the dickhead in a way for that because all you care about is winning. You're self-centred. Well, no, that's just competitive. I don't do a bodybuilding diet, train like a bodybuilder to come dead last. That's quite a sickening feeling because I've had that. Mm. You do it to come first. Yeah, exactly. People that have won gold medals... Don't just turn up. No. You train no. for it. If you want, if you go for a job, and again, it's a, there's a sketch about it on YouTube, millennials, they, you go for a job. You want the job for a reason, you, whether it's money, this a job you love or something like that. You don't just turn up for the sake of it. On no. the off chance, you might get it. But why do you think, I'll be shit pilot. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think millennials are that way though? Last kind of question, giving people a chance to put things in. Why do you think millennials are this way? Um, because of, <laughs> like you say, it's a nanny state, but it got to a certain point in time in history where I think a lot of people who were on the back foot turned around and said, no, I don't, no, I don't know that anymore. Let's, let's all be part of it. Let's all, yeah. See, I, I've let's got a slightly different view on it. Mm. I think uh, social media has created this um, mindset for people. It's that instant gratification. So kind of, what did we have first? We had like Bebo and MySpace. Yeah. Those were kind of the originals. It was that instant gratification. You could talk to people, MSN, yes. Messenger, things like that. That, that kind of started uh, the, the trend that kind of led the way for Facebook. And Facebook had that one function that's kind of, I think is solely created this... Um, softer generation and, and millennials are a big part of this because kind of millennials were the first people that had access to facebook yeah 
it was designed by a millennial it was created for millennials like this is what it was for and it that one function is the like button and i solely attribute that one function to the entire mindset of this generation it's also the instant celebrity because well, more than that instant gratification that like button is an instant gratification yeah social media gives you the ability to become an instant celebrity everything's instant though yeah but it's, it's, you build your life around um, instant gratification. <clears throat> and take what we're doing at the moment, for example. You, and I've seen you do it, you compare certain live videos to other ones that you've done with yes. a certain amount of views, a certain amount of likes, yes. a certain amount of clicks. We dictate success on the amount of likes mm. or the amount of views. A view is just, yeah, it's an algorithm, but a view is just someone clicking on it, not necessarily watching it. True. I can click on and off, on, on and off your video. Ten times, and I'll add ten views to it. Why not? But it's <laughs> yeah, on, sometimes I'm working, or because I'm engrossed in what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, but I could be that one person that watches it all the way from the beginning to the end, and actually takes something away from it. But we don't think about that. We don't think about the one person that watched it all. No, and it's usually me. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're but it's, quick, it's quick. that yeah. instant gratification of I got twenty likes on that, and uh, I got. 900 views on this and then kind of Facebook created Instagram Instagram then kind of spiraled this out of control and you dictate your entire popularity on how many likes you get how many followers you have followers don't pay your bills do you know what's interesting when I've got over a certain amount of people I've done have a lot of followers by an interesting imagination but I have a decent amount people contacting me saying you can buy followers yeah, oh, I get that all the time. Yeah, so many it. months, so many, uh, so many dollars a month, and you can guarantee a thousand, ten thousand. Yeah, I'd rather have people follow me because they actually want to, rather than because of any other scheme or scam that the hell, whatever it is. But look at it this way: so we we have that follower. So let's say you put up a picture, and you said this yourself. We are running out of time because actually the things just popped up saying it can only do sixty minutes. Okay. Um, but you yourself, you have said that you get more likes on your Instagram on photos where you're topless. Yes. Right, so that's that instant gratification. You feel yeah. good when you get that. We are also, in, in my generation, more so that the millennials, we are uh, brought up where we are told that we can do this, we can do that, we can do whatever we want. We can achieve it if we work hard. Exactly. No, not work hard. No. We can have it because we deserve it. That's, yeah. Then you go to somewhere like a job interview. And obviously I've been interviewing a lot of people recently. And yeah. I've had to turn a lot of people down. You go to that job interview and you've got a millennial that deserves the job. Doesn't earn it, deserves it. Yeah. And then when you tell them no, you weren't good enough, then you get, well, I'm going to talk to my mum. I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to talk that. to my mum. I actually had one person have their mum bring their CV in. I'm going to talk to my mum. Yeah, I've, I've genuinely had that. I'm going to tell my mum. I've had that in I'm email. Tell my mum about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've had it in email. Like, I'm, I'm 25. I'm still a millennial. And yet I'd never fucking dream of that at all. But I've had that. As a manager trying to employ someone, I've genuinely had that. And I'm sat there going, that's fantastic, but your mum can't give you the job. You don't deserve this. You don't have the experience I'm looking for. Now, that's no reflection on you. Go get the experience. And then by all means, you can come and do this job. I'm looking for someone with a certain skill set. And it's not to say that someone without that skill set, naturally ingrained in them, can't do the job. But Mm. I'm looking for a certain result. You don't fit that bill right now. Now, that's not to say in two years you can't build that skill and come and ask me again. And you may end up with a job. But right now, you don't fit that bill. You don't deserve that job. Mm. No one deserves a job. You haven't earned it. You haven't got the skill that I need. Yeah. And then by sending me that email, I'm going to remember your name. 
and I'm not going to give you a job regardless of whether you've got the skill I need because right. you have just done something stupid. Well, yeah, you've got your mum involved. <laughs> I've never actually had an email off that mother either. Or a phone call. I've never met that person in, in person. That's just so weird. I'm, I'm, but it doesn't I'm, surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me either. That's the sad thing about it. It does yeah. not surprise me in the slightest. Um, right, we need to wrap up on right? Yeah, and no questions have come through. That's all right. No so, worries. Uh, we will leave it there. Yeah. Uh, another week, another one done. This um, is the longest one as well. Because I've never had the one in about 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're, I'm trying to book in with a, a Paralympian. Oh, wow. Soon. So, fingers crossed. I'll yeah. And I also know a... Uh, I just thought of someone else who I can speak to. Ooh. So we can get hopefully a couple more guests coming in. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. But uh, thank you very much, guys. And uh, yes, thank we'll you. see you next time. Take care.